You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Pamela Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Um, I do want to say, in case things get, uh, I get distracted today. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay. Um, that after service... Uh, we are going to have some cake, and so you're welcome to celebrate Pastor Mark's birthday with us and have a piece of cake and um, just give him a hug and let him know how much you appreciate him. You know, it's a, he's, he's, he's in a season where God's doing some changes in his life, and um, you know, it's, I think it's important to give honor where honor is due. And we all know that he is so worthy to be honored. He's such a great pastor. He's such a great husband. He's such a great man of God. He's such a great shepherd. He loves you guys so much. And so just, just give him an extra hug today and just say something from your heart. I had, I had more of those cards I wanted to pass out to people to put in the boxes. And, um, oh, I had mine. Oops. <laughs> Mine's in my pocket. But, um, but just, you know, just saying something to somebody just really means a lot. And he, he does appreciate those words. And so... Anyway, all right, enough of his birthday and on to, are you guys ready for the lesson this morning? Yeah? All right, so I'm going to put this first picture up here. What do you guys see? You guys see a fish? That's all. You guys are all my kids today too, you know, so y'all are my babies this morning. So what do you guys see? A fish? Yeah. That's a f- yeah. You see a fish? Yeah, what's going on with that fish? Oh, is it? Is he supposed to have water coming out? Oh boy! Yeah, this fish is in a in a very precarious situation. Pretty soon, that water's gonna go, and he's gonna be like in the little plastic bag. So this little fish, this picture, what I want it to describe to you is is a word that I want to give you today is called powerless. Can you say powerless? powerless. And the word powerless means this. It means to be without ability, without influence, not having power, to have no power to do something, no power to prevent something from happening. Have you ever felt powerless? Anybody, anybody felt powerless before? That you couldn't change something, maybe something bad happened and you wish you had the strength or you wish you had the ability to stop it from happening, but you were powerless. Kind of like this little fish here. He's powerless to know how to fix that. He doesn't have the tools to fix it, right? I don't see any super glue in there he could put in the holes. And, um, and so he feels it's a very powerless is when I have no power to stop what is happening around us. But We're going to learn today in the word of God that we as a child of God do not have to feel powerless, that God has given us the ability to always feel like we have something that we can do. And um, and that's a very important thing because to be proactive means I have something that I can do. I have the power to do something. As a child of God, we always have the power to do something. And we're going to see in the Word of God about a story about this. Uh, this can, can one of you kids who can tell me what this story is? Yeah, raise your hand. Nice and loud. David and Goliath. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that maybe David felt a little powerless next to that huge giant? Do you? 
You don't think so? Oh, I don't know. If I saw that big old giant coming at me, I would be a little scared. And so we are we are going to um, we are going to read a story today. And um, are you guys ready for my story? Okay. Time out, time out. Rage war. The truly fight against man. <laughs> All right, bring my stage lights back on. What are you guys doing? Hey, you said you were going to teach him how to fight. I wasn't meaning like this. A man, yeah. anyway, with a sword and the shield against all yeah. of Come on, we got to know how to do this. Go trimble beneath our feet. Uh, I said we are going to teach him how to have power. I didn't say we are going to just teach him how to go to war. Power is fighting. Let's do this. All right. Okay, and, and Sean, what do you got? This is the best weapon of all. <laughs> I come with my lightsaber and my Nikes. <laughs> Who's ready? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, since you guys are here, I'll just include you in my story, but, but we need to calm down just a little bit, okay? We put our weapons down, but... All right, so so these guys these guys are got the right attitude. I mean, they're ready for battle, and and so we are going to talk about a battle because we're going to talk about David and Goliath, and so maybe we should make him Goliath. Does he kind of look like Goliath? <laughs> I'm the shortest one here. <laughs> That's true. He is taller. <laughs> you got that commanding Goliath look. Like All right, so should we make him Goliath? All right, so let's put Goliath. Can you stand up here, maybe, Goliath? Sure. It's not going to tip, tip over, is it? Will it tip over? It won't tip over. Okay, all right. So that's our Goliath. I don't know if you can get in front of the keyboard, but all right. And then you two are going to come right over here. All right, so in the Bible, it tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 17, it tells us a story. And um, it tells us a story of David and Goliath. And um, so now what I need is I need a volunteer. I need a young, I need someone to play David. So one of you boys want to play David? Who wants to play David? Who want, raise your hand if you like to play David. Okay, come on, Benicio. He's the brave one. Come on down. All right, come on up, baby. All right. So... The Bible tells us in, in, um, in 1 Samuel chapter 17 that there was a battle that was arrayed against the children of Israel. He's so tiny. Can you guys see him? Let me move over here. There we go. All right. And, um, and all of the army on Goliath's side, I mean, they, there was a lot of the Philistine army. And there was a valley that was in between Goliath and the armies of Israel. And, um, but they had, a, they had a champion, and his name was Goliath. Goliath was like nine feet tall. He was a super, super tall giant. Not only that, all his armor, I believe, let me, let me just go back here and say, it says, this, it says that his, um, his helmet and
and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. His leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft, the shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam. It, it was tipped with the iron spearhead, and it weighed 15 pounds. I mean, he was so strong. I mean, all this stuff is heavy. He's carrying it into battle. And so he, and he was a soldier that was trained to, to fight from childhood. He was trained to be a warrior. And so when over here, and so you guys ready to act with me? All right. So, so Goliath begins to taunt the armies of Israel. You puny man, how tiny you are before me. You shall die beneath my sword. Yeah. And so what happened, and so they didn't laugh. That, they, trembled they trembled in fear. Let's see some fear. Yeah. Yeah. They were so scared. And even... <laughs> even King Saul himself, the, he was a great, great, strong, tall man himself, but even he was, a, he was so afraid. And so there was a young boy, and his name was David, right? And David, David goes before the king. So let's go... Walk over towards your dad over there. Put you right there in front of them. All right. So David goes before the king and he says, I'll go fight Goliath. And uh, who, who wants to be the king? I'm going to be the king. Okay. So hang on. Hold on, king. So the king's like, like you got to be kidding me, right? Like you, you cannot fight this giant. I mean, you're just a child, right? <laughs> you got him. <laughs> so, so then he agrees. He says, okay, well, um, if you're going to go fight against him, then let's give you the proper weapons. So he gave him his own, his own helmet. <laughs> and his, his sword... That's not a sword. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And a shield. Boy, we're writing the Bible right now, aren't we? And 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 David's like, I can't fight. Can you say I can't fight in this? Say, I can't fight with Oh, he's 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 lost. We've lost him to the to the war, to the lightsaber. He's thinking, yeah, I can fight with this. So David was like saying, I can't fight with these. I haven't, I haven't gone to war and a battle with these things before. And plus, look at that helmet's going to fall right off of him. Look at that. So David took all that stuff off and the lightsaber. <laughs> and passed the shield back. And the Bible says that David was a shepherd boy, right? And it says that he went to, to a nearby creek and he picked five stones out of the creek. And so let's pick up five stones. Ready? Ready? You gonna pick with me? Five stones? There's one. Two. You're gonna put it in your pocket? Three. Four. This one may be holding your hand. Okay, we'll, we'll pretend to hold that one in your hand. All right. He had five stones. What's interesting about this is that he was a trained shepherd, and then he must have known how to use his sling. And, be, and so he's getting ready, and he's going to go fight Goliath. But what's really interesting is that David tells the story how he had already killed a lion, and he already killed a bear. So these are, this is pretty impressive that he's already had this kind of track record. 
But the Bible says that, okay, David, you ready to go fight Goliath? He faced Goliath and he took one of his stones and he swung and he threw the stone and it flew. And yeah, you don't have to fall down. (laughs) We need a dramatic tumble off the platform. Tumble, no, I really don't. I don't. Just sit down. Just act dead. You're dead. <laughs> All for dramatic effect. And so the little David slew the mighty Goliath, right? Okay, you guys, you guys can go sit down now. You guys are awesome. Let's give him a hand. Thank you, David. You can go sit down too, Fidicio. Yeah, stay in your costume, but you can stay in here with us if you guys want to hear the story, because I might use you again. All right, so... So here, here is this incredible story. Here is a story that David could have felt powerless, but we do know that the armies of Israel did feel powerless, and they felt powerless. Can somebody tell me why would David feel? Why would the armies feel powerless, like they can't do anything? What's some of, some of the things why you think they were scared? Why was Israel scared? Because Goliath is a giant. Absolutely. How many have fought a giant in this room? Anybody take down a giant lately? (laughs) I'm talking about big giants, real people. Some football players probably in here. What else? Anybody else? Raise your hand. Why else do you think that the armies of Israel would feel powerless? Anybody else? There was a lot of them. Yeah, there was a whole army. And remember how Goliath was taunting and saying things? You see, that's what the enemy wants to do is he wants to put fear in you. And a lot of things that the enemy does is he says mean things and he says scary things. And when we listen to what the enemy says, it it begins to really affect our heart. And we go from feeling strong and confident to becoming very fearful. And this is exactly what happened to the Israel army. They became very fearful. They were outnumbered. And and here is this army just, I mean, this enemy that's constantly taunting them. But in the Bible, um, you know, God, God wants us to know that just like David... Just like David was able to take a stone. And, and remember I said he took five stones? Do you know this, the miraculous story of that is that Goliath had four brothers. I believe David was prepared to take down each one. His Goliath and his four brothers had they shown up. That's how much faith that boy had. And, um, and you know, and in the story, when you find it, he throws the, the stone, when he, when he slings it, it says that it sunk into the forehead of Goliath, and the Bible actually says he fell down on his face, which is a miracle because if you're going to get hit, you most likely inertia, right? You're going to go backwards. But you know, I kind of believe that God had this big angel standing behind Goliath and just kind of went push <laughs> right into that stone, and down went Goliath. And David took the sword right from Goliath and he cut off his head, and, and Israel had victory. God gave him a victory. But you know, we don't fight with, with a sword today. We're not, you know. Because our enemy, let me tell you what a scripture says. Are you guys ready for this? It says in Ephesians chapter 6, 12, it says, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. What's flesh and blood? Who's a flesh and blood? People. Do you guys have flesh and blood? Blood? Are you guys a people? Yeah. So we don't fight against people, right? It says 
the flesh and blood enemies, but we fight against evil rulers and authorities and un, in an unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. That means that my battle is not what I see with my physical eyes. It's not another person, but it means who, who do you think is an unseen enemy in an unseen world that I have to fight today as a Christian? Any of you kids? The devil. Absolutely, Wes. The devil. The devil is a sly old fox. And he's an enemy. And he has, uh, he has demons that are, you know, fallen angels that are with him on his side. And they are always out to try to do things that make us fearful, to make us scary. And, you know, sometimes we could feel like that. We could feel very, or like that fish. We could feel powerless against the works of darkness. If you've heard anything happening in the news lately that made you feel powerless, that made you feel so scared, like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do, or I don't know what I can do. I'm so scared. That powerlessness is not against a person, but it's against the powers of darkness himself, against Satan himself. And do you know that I don't care how small you are in this room, you have more power in you than in him? The Bible says, greater is he, say it with me, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so I want you to go away with this today, that I am not powerless. Say, I'm not powerless. powerless. The greater one one lives in me. me. Let's say it again. I am not powerless. powerless. The greater one one lives in me. So we don't walk like the world in fear. We don't have to walk in a, in a, in a, in a place of defeat, in a place of fear, in a, in a place of, not, you know, not, of uncertainty. And, and so um, what I want to talk to you today is about your weapons, the weapons that God has given you. He didn't give you a lightsaber, <laughs> although that looks fun. But God has given you supernatural weapons that are so powerful that no matter where you are, you can use these weapons against the powers of darkness and see amazing things happen. Are you guys ready to hear the weapons that God's given you? All right. So weapon number one in Psalm 50 verse 15, this is what the scripture says. You ready? It says, call upon the name of the Lord. And then he says, okay, call upon the name of the Lord when you are in trouble and I will rescue you. You guys want to say that with me? Okay, actually it says, then call on me when you're in trouble and I will rescue you. Let's say it one more time. Call on me when you're in trouble and I will rescue you. And that's Psalm 50, verse 15. We find that in the word of God. And so God says that when you're in trouble, you can pray, you can call upon him. And he says he will rescue you. There is such power in prayer. There's also another scripture that says this. You ready? Repeat after me. When I am afraid, I I put my trust in you. you. All you kids ready? Sit. When I am afraid, afraid, I put my trust in you. you. 
So whenever you feel scared, whenever you feel like you're in trouble, you can call upon God to help you. God, help me. I'm scared. I don't know what to do, but I put my trust in you, God, that you're going to protect me, that you're going to help me. And all you have to do is pray. And that's a powerful weapon that you have is that you can talk to the greatest, most powerful person ever. And that's God right? Do you know that there's no enemy? There's nothing that's more scarier, nothing that's more powerful than God. And that God is a God that loves you and a God that cares for you. Amen. All right. Um, the second, so what's the first weapon? Prayer, right? What's the first weapon? Prayer. Prayer. Call upon the name of the Lord. The weapon number two, you can pray for God to send his angels to protect you. I've got so many stories of angel stories. Miss Pam has been in some, some situations that I've had God send angels. One time I was in a very, very scary place and I was, um, got trapped in this place and someone was going to try to do harm to me. And I was really scared. I was just, um, just a high school student. And, um, and you know, and, and I'm, and I'm praying and all of a sudden there was a a knock. And, and this person that was wanting to hurt me goes, Oh, it's your father. And I go, yes, it's my father. My dad is here. And so I was, I was, I was let go. And when I got out to the door, there was a big, tall man, huge, big, tall man had blonde hair. And, um, and I said, yep, that's my dad. (laughs) Hi dad. And I, 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 you know, there was no reason for this man to be there. And I knew, and I just wept because I knew it was an angel of God. God had sent an angel to protect me and to save me. You know, God has angels that watch over you. God has an angel over each one of your lives. There's an angel with you. And that angel is there to protect you. And the Bible tells us that um, in Psalm 91, 11, you guys ready to say a scripture? It says, for he will order... His angels to protect you wherever you go. So that means wherever I go, if I go somewhere that's scary or if I'm in in a place that is scary or something bad happens, I can pray, God, send your angels to help me. Send your angels to help me and rescue me. And I'm telling you, how how many in this room and all you, all you adults, raise your hand. Have you ever known that the angel of the Lord has helped you? If you raise your hand, if you've known. Now all you kids look. See, there's, and, and so angels are very real. Now I can't see them with my physical eyes, but I know that they're there. They're in this invisible world, same place where the Satan is, but these angels are powerful and they're strong and they're on my side. I've got my own buddy team, right? The angels of the Lord. How many knows the story of, um, Daniel and the lion's den? Yeah, raise your hand. Do you know the story of Daniel in the lion's den? You guys remember the story of Daniel? Okay, yeah, you do? Awesome. Okay, so, so there was a very bunch of hungry lions. The Bible says they were actually very hungry. And Daniel would not, he, he wouldn't bow down. He wouldn't, he wouldn't worship the king. So what did they do? They put Daniel in the what? And the den of lions. Now, do you think that maybe Daniel might have felt a little powerless? Well, I would have a bunch of hungry lions. <laughs> but Daniel, the Bible tells us that Dan was, he used, he used his first weapon. You know what he did? What was weapon number one? 
He prayed. He began to pray and he called upon God because he did that three times a day, I believe it was. He did every day. He prayed to God. And it says that when they put Daniel in the lion's den, do you know it was holding the mouths of the lion's clothes? Can somebody tell me? Angels, yeah, God had sent angels down to shut the mouths of the lions. And that's because he used weapon number one and God sent weapon number two. He sent an angel to protect him. And that same God can do that for you and me today too. No matter what happens, no matter, you know, parents, what you're hearing happening in the news, what has happened this last week, you pray for God's protection. God, I send angels. I release the angels of God with my children into the schools. I release the angels of God wherever. Matter of fact, every time we go, when we drive, oh man, do I have stories about that too. You know, just driving on the road, we pray, God, I thank you for your angels that go with us to protect us because there are some people out there that I think they need to go back to driving school, (laughs) especially where I live. I mean, they're all coming in my lane and I'm like, ah, you know, we're playing chicken here. I see. And so, but thank God that we can call for the angels of the Lord. And did you know that you guys know the story of Joseph and Mary? Who was their baby? Jesus. Jesus. You guys are so smart. Yeah. Angels, an angel. Did you know that an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and he warned them that something bad was going to happen? And so God sent an angel and he warned them and he helped them. So, you know, God uses angels powerfully in our life. All right, weapon number one. Weapon number two. The angels of God. Here's weapon number three. Ready? The name of Jesus. Oh man, there is power in the name of Jesus. We just sang about that this morning. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. There's power in his name. In Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11, I'm going to read it to you. Ready? Therefore, God gave him and elevated him to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of the father. Amen. There's no other name that has more authority and more power than the name of Jesus. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said this. He says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on the earth. And in Acts 3, 6, when, when uh, Peter and, is it Peter and James, I, they were going to the gate beautiful. Remember they saw the man laying there? And um, Peter says, well, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I have, give I thee in the what? In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So there's so much power in the name of Jesus that sickness has to leave. Demons have to leave. It has, there, it has the greatest power and authority. And so again, to you parents, you want to begin to you know, declare the authority in the name of Jesus over your children, over the enemy. When you see the enemy coming in your home and you see attitudes rising up in our kids and you see, or you feel, you know, maybe even in the marriage, what are you, you begin to pray, mamas, you and as you pray in the spirit, I pray in the name of Jesus. I take authority over every spirit operating in this room against my daughter, against my son. And in Jesus' name, I command it to leave. Amen. Now, I got a story. You ready? All right. So Pastor Mark and I and my, my, some of my, my sister and all of us, we were coming down a windy road. 
Can you guys do this with me? Windy road. Whoo. It was a windy road and I'm going, no, <laughs> I didn't get sick, but, um, but it was pretty windy. And so there is no way to pass. If you, when you when you guys learn how to drive a car, you got to stay in your lane and there's really nowhere to pass. But I had this truck come on my, right on my tail. And he's like on my tail. I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm the type when they do that, I'm not going to get into road rage. I'm just going to get off the road and let you go on your little busy self. You just can go right on in Jesus name, Lord, (laughs) send the sheriff ahead, you know? And, um, and so usually, you know, but I couldn't even get off the road. And so I slowed down because now I see he's going to try to pass me and it's dangerous even for him to pass. So I'm slowing down and kind of scooching over so he can pass my car. And, um, and then he gets in front of me and he begins to, I don't know what he was doing. You know, he was, he was, he started going really slow, which made me go really slow. And then he would speed up and then he'd slow down and then he just literally stopped. So I stopped my car and I'm going, okay, what am I supposed to be doing here? What does he want me to do? <laughs> does he want me to try to pass him? And you know, I don't know who's in that car. I don't know what he's gonna, got in his mind to do. I kind of could have felt powerless. Like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So you know what I did? I did weapon number one. I began to pray and I used weapon number three in the name of Jesus. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit operating in that man. And Lord, I ask in Jesus name that Lord, whatever, whatever the spirit is just, whatever he's thinking, Lord, we just, I ask that you intervene. And I, and all of a sudden he, he begins to take off and I look in my rear view mirror and uh, this was probably uh, weapon number two coming because came this big black Sudan, this big, big black truck was coming down the road, flying towards us. And it looked probably like it could have been a highway patrolman. It wasn't, but it kind of looked like it was. And so this guy, man, he took off and he left in his truck and we were fine. But you know, I don't know how that could have ended, but because I knew to use prayer uh, weapon number one and I used, knew to use weapon number three in the name of Jesus, I took authority over that spirit. You know, you can be be around people. You can be in situations where people get very angry, very harmful. And did you know that again, I don't fight against flesh and blood because sometimes they don't even know what they're doing, but I can come against that spirit that's operating in them because I have more authority than that spirit. And I can begin to pray in the name of Jesus. I take authority over that spirit operating in that person. I bind them in Jesus name. Just the other day, Pastor Mark and I, we were someplace and a, he got a text that there was a shooter in, in, a, in a certain place. And we began to pray. We said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over the spirit operating in this person. God, let him just lay down his arms. A few minutes later, or I don't know, maybe an hour or so later, maybe it was the next day even, he got, he got information that, that, that there was a peaceful surrender that he had, he had put down his gun. We, church, come on, in this hour, we've got to not sit passively and watch things and wait for our policemen to put themselves out on the line. Thank God for our first responders. Thank God for our policemen, but we need to back them up with our prayers. Amen. We need to know that, that man, they're, they're facing, you know, a lot of them. I don't know if how, how many of our for our law for enforcements are Christians, but they're not facing human enemies. They're facing principalities and powers of darkness that these people are being, you know, used by the enemy. And so we use the weapons God has given us. We use the authority in the name of Jesus, the prayer, the releasing of angels to go out. You are not powerless this morning. You you have something that you can do. Amen. And the last one I want to tell you about, or actually there's two more is, is the blood of Jesus. 
the power of the blood of Jesus. So, all right, weapon number one is? Weapon number two is? Weapon number three is? Yeah, and weapon number four is the blood of Jesus. And in the Bible, the Bible tells us a story. And you guys probably remember, because I Miss Pam teaches this a lot about in the story of Moses, when, um, when they're getting ready to leave Egypt. And before they left Egypt, they had to kill a lamb and they had to put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts. And the Bible says that there was going to be an angel of death that came through. And God instructed all of them to, to stay inside where the blood was applied to the doorpost. If you stay inside that house, that death angel had to pass and it could not enter that home. But every home that was not covered by the blood, the death angel came in and killed the firstborn. And that is a representation of the blood of Jesus. That when you and I come into a covenant, and the blood represents a covenant, when you and I become born again, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have a covenant with him. That means I am covered in the blood of Jesus. And sometimes you need, you forget that you're covered in the blood. You forget that you are protected. And when death and sickness and the enemy tries to enter into your home, you have to take a stand. You can't be passive. You've got to take a stand and say, no, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, that my children and my home are covered in the blood of Jesus and that the enemy cannot enter this home. He's going to try. The Bible says that a weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. The enemy is going to try to form all kinds of weapons against us. But thank God, moms and dads, we pray the power of the blood of Jesus always over our children. Every day I pray for our children and our grandchildren. God, I thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus covering them today. You know, and there are so many stories. There's stories about witches that tried to kidnap little kids and they couldn't get the kids that were born again. Somehow they would escape. I believe, you know, there's protection in that blood. There's power in that blood. All right, weapon number one. Weapon number two. Weapon number three. Yes, weapon number four. The blood of Jesus. And in Ephesians chapter 6, can I get Pastor Mark up here? Oh, sorry. She was, I think she was sleeping. No? Okay. All right. In Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to end with this one. Um, since these men are decorated so wonderfully in their costumes, you know, Paul actually describes a Roman soldier, and he uses, um, you, need your, you need your stuff. Yeah. The Bible actually talks about um, when Paul was looking at a Roman soldier, he begins to describe um, the, the, the protection that we have and also a weapon that we have, a couple weapons there. And it says this, I'm going to read it to you. It says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on all of God's armor. You guys see Pastor Mark's costume here? Okay, this is all God's armor. It says, so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the enemy. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you may be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Evil. Okay, you ready? Um, then after you, then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. So stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Okay. And he's got his belt of truth here, his belt of truth. Do you want to say anything about the belt of truth? 
I'll allow you. Um, put it, and, and, and the armor of righteousness. So, so the belt of truth is what holds the, it's going to hold the breastplate of righteousness. Truth always holds me that I'm in right standing with God. Righteousness means I'm right with God. Yeah. The truth tells me I'm protected, that I am right with God. And that belt holds, matter of fact, it holds everything. Truth was kind of hooks everything on there and everything relies on the truth. And the truth is, uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Truth is what holds everything together. Amen? Amen? All right. For the shoes put on peace that comes from the good news. Well, he's got his uh, feet shod. His feet shod yeah. <laughs> um, with the good news. The good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank God that, that I choose with the direction that I'm walking. Paul is saying, I'm going to walk in the good news. Uh, the good news of, of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. This is what brings peace to my life when I align my steps to walk in, into agreement with his good news. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith. Oh, I love the shield of faith. This one, this one's awesome because the enemy, oh, let me re- go on and what it says. It says, um, in addition, the shield of faith to stop all the fiery arrows of the devil. So when the enemy says anything to you, um, give me somebody, tell me some fiery, throw me some fiery darts, throw some fiery darts at Pastor Mark. You're no good. Put that faith up. You'll never make it. Come on, put that. Sh- Your hair is messed up. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're powerless come on give me give me some that what is some of the lies of the enemy that we have to hold up the shield of faith to you're, not you're what you're not strong enough, not strong enough. That's right. yeah that's good enough. you're not enough you'll never make it nobody loves you come on that's a big fiery dart what was that Oh, COVID-19, come on. Pandemic, sickness, yeah. Oh gosh, I'm gonna get sick. Gotta put that shield of faith up. Anybody got any some more? You're not gonna prosper? You're not pretty enough. Come on, these are attacks personally and those are fiery darts of the enemy. Anything that tries to attack your self-image, it makes you feel powerless, right? And so we take faith. We raise up faith. Every time the enemy comes, no, we raise up the shield of faith. No. What is faith? I believe in God. I believe who he is. I believe in what he says. I believe in what his word says about me. That is the faith that I rise up and I hold up that shield of faith and say, no, that is not truth. And so thank God for our shield of faith. And every one of you has that faith. You can say no in Jesus' name. I don't believe that, devil. All right. So then I could just keep going on the shield of faith. That one's so fun. You know, you know, another fun thing about this too. I love this teaching is that if, where's my soldiers, other soldiers, other soldiers come up here really quickly. If you can bring your shields. This is really cool because this is the power of unity. All right. When you have a whole um, bunch of Roman soldiers together, they can actually put their shields together. Oh, you don't have a shield. Wait, you gotta go like this then. He's got the light of the of the truth. Well, they can actually combine their shields together 
And, and it protects them as a whole. And they can actually move in on the enemy and put their shields up. I've seen movies too. Have you seen the movies? Uh, I don't know which movie I saw. It was really cool though. Where they kneeled down and they put their shields up and the other men ran on top of the shields to go over a wall. I'm, was that Troy? <laughs> I don't know what movie I saw. But it was so cool. And so there's unity. When you and I put our faith together, what can we do? When we put our faith together, we can overcome the enemy. We can take back the land that the enemy has taken from us. Amen? We begin to, to put our faith and our shields together against and our lightsaber, apparently. <laughs> okay, thank you, guys. Wait, you stay. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, and then it says, put on, the sal- put on as salvation as your helmet. Okay, we wa- why, why, why do I want salvation over my head? I need to know that I'm saved. I need to keep my mind covered knowing that I, I am saved. I have been bought. I have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Because the weapon, I mean, the enemy attacks my mind. And all, you heard all those things that were said. That when I know that I've been saved, I've been redeemed, I've been purchased. I keep salvation, the cross, as my focus. I mean, that protects my mind from the attacks of the enemy. And then lastly, it says, um, and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. And boy, could we talk about that for another two hours about how important it is, is why we teach you scriptures, why we are having you learn what God's word says is because the word of God is like a sword. So when the enemy comes against me, I'm not taking a physical sword, but I can take what God's word says and I can use it against the enemy. And do you know who did that first? Jesus. Jesus himself took, took Bible and he used the scriptures to fight Satan. And so that's why we, that's why we want to know what God's word says. We want to keep God's word inside of our heart because we can use it as a mighty weapon. You know, um, like as we go back to Psalm 91, uh, we were talking about, we heard COVID-19 was one of the attacks of the enemy, the fiery darts. But if I can take, I can take what God's word says as, let me demonstrate, and now we're going to use it as a sword. It says that those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. And I will declare this about the Lord. He is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. Come on. Can't you see that sword going? And I will trust in him for he will rescue me from every trap and he will protect me from every deadly disease. I mean, we take what God's word says and we fight back the enemy with it. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, thank you, Pastor Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So all you kids, let's let's all stand. We're going to make some declarations. You ready? Okay. Nice and loud. I am not powerless. Should we have mom and dad stand up too and say it with us? Okay. Mom and dads, everybody stand up. Y'all ready? I am not powerless. powerless. One more time. I am not powerless. powerless. The greater one one lives in me. me. I am a child of God. God. And I put my trust in him. I I can call upon the Lord. Lord. And he will help me. He will will send his angels. And they will protect me. me. I can use his name. name. And it has all power. power. And all authority. authority. 
I can cover my home and my family in the blood of Jesus because we belong to God. I can use the word as a mighty sword. I can use my faith as a mighty shield. Amen. Amen. Amen, guys. Awesome. Is there anybody powerless in here today? No. No, we're not powerless, but we're mighty in God. Amen. Well, you may be seated. All right. So there's only one way that all of this works, and that has to go back to that covenant, that relationship that we have to have with Jesus. And so every one of us, every child, every mom, every dad, every uncle, grandma, grandpa, aunt, all of us, in order for us to use these weapons, these weapons will not work unless you're in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's only, it's only the greater one living in me that makes me great. I have no greatness, no strength. I don't care how, how much Taekwondo you know. That's pretty good, huh? Karate Kid, I saw that. Uh, I don't care how much skills that you have in the natural because we're not fighting against a, a natural enemy. We're fighting against a, a spirit power that's far more greater than you and me. But the greater one, Jesus Christ, defeated him. 2,000 years ago on Calvary, when he was killed upon the cross, he was buried in the tomb. And three days later, he came out of that tomb. And the Bible says that I believe he went down into hell and he, he defeated the enemy, took back the keys of authority over death and the grave. And when I received Jesus into my life, then that greater one now lives inside of me. And now I have something. Now I have power. And now I can walk in that authority. So this morning, I just want to give everyone an opportunity. Everybody, every head head bowed and every eye closed. All my kiddos too, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you do not know this Jesus, that I'm talking about. And, and maybe, you, maybe you feel powerless. Maybe, maybe the things that you've heard in the news that have come across lately, you know, all these things that, you know, there's no answer. There's no answer in this world. The world does not have the answer for the problems that, that they're having in this world, except through God. We need God to intervene and we need God to be the one that steps in. And you can have that God in your life today. You can walk in peace. You see, we as Christians, we walk in peace. We walk in in an authority. We don't live in a fear. And you can walk in that same life of peace, being right with God and knowing that, you know, even if you should die today and you've accepted Jesus, you know where you're going to go. You're going to go be with Jesus in heaven. And that's such a, that's such a peaceful thing right there. So if there's anybody in this room that doesn't know Jesus and you would like to know Jesus, would you raise your hand? Anybody in this room that's, that, that doesn't have Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Anybody? All my kiddos, are you all got Jesus in your heart? Yeah? Kiddos over here, we all got Jesus in our heart, so we're ready to use our weapons. All right. Well, Father, I just thank you this morning. I thank you for every man, every woman, every child in this room. And Lord, I thank you for the hope that we have in your name. I thank you, God, for the power in your name. I thank you, God, that we are not left without power. We are not powerless, but you have given us victory in you this morning. And so, Father, I pray that wherever they go from this place today, that God, and wherever they may be faced in the situation where the enemy would try to bring fear 
and try to uh, bring harm. I pray that you remind them the weapons that they have, the authority that they have in your name. And God, I thank you in Jesus' name that God, you're going to do mighty, powerful things in their lives, that there's going to be testimonies from this room of angels coming to protect, of, of enemy powers coming and bowing, Father, at their feet in the name of Jesus. And we do thank you for that, Father, and we thank you that we can walk in your peace and your assurance, God. In your powerful name we pray, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. All right, so you guys got some weapons to use, and um, but right now we're going to dismiss, and um, we're going to go have some cake. Did you hear me say we had cake for you? Yeah, you might want to get out of your Roman soldier outfit, or you could go like that because the kids probably think it's cool. But um, we're going to go have some cake. So um, God bless you. I hope you guys had fun in my class today. (laughs) Amen. So instead of snack time, we're giving you all cake. So that's not too bad, right? So, all right. Well, God bless you all. We will see you on Wednesday. You have a very blessed week. God bless you.